What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Smith with Solutions Unlimited. You're listening to the Behind the Face podcast. There are many hidden gems in the upstate, and on this show, Kevin and I will sit down with these guests, get to know them, their businesses, and what makes them special. If you love getting to know more about people and businesses in your area, stay tuned as we will dive into a brand new person every week. So let's get this week's guest going. Here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Behind the Face podcast. We're excited to be back with you. A lot of people taking summer vacations and taking care of things during the summer with their kids out of school. So we kind of been out of the loop for a couple of weeks, but we're excited to be back on. Uh, We got Miss Debbie with us with Sage Growth Advisors, and I'm looking forward to learning a little bit more about what they do. I met her a couple of weeks ago. And uh, so we're kind of still getting to know each other ourselves. So welcome to the show, Debbie. It was great to have you on today. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And that, that's kind of the idea behind this podcast is that we get to know businesses and then we can promote it and other people get to know the businesses. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself as far as as much as you want to give us as far as your background, um, how you kind of got into this business, why you love doing this kind of work. So just tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into uh, uh, to the business you work at. Sure. So about 25, 27, I'm going to age myself here a little bit, about 27, um, 28 years ago, I started interning for a, an accounting firm in Asheville, North Carolina, and I absolutely fell in love with the industry and was, it was just, it just came very naturally to me. And so I felt like I had found my calling and my purpose. It was just made sense to me. I loved it. It didn't feel like work. It just felt like fun. The spreadsheets, the debits, the credits, the analytical piece of it. um, It it was just, it was fun to me. I just loved figuring it out. It was like sitting in front of a puzzle and, you know, putting all the pieces together or crossword. And um, so Um, I trained under that accounting firm owner for several years, and I learned how to do nonprofit tax returns and nonprofit accounting. I learned how to do audit compilations for um, government reporting and things that were just very in-depth. And then whenever um, that firm owner got sick and closed her business, she turned over some of her clients to me, which... I still have today some of those. So um, I love building relationships. I love retaining those relationships. And um, so I have just continued my education throughout the years. Um, So I'm not a CPA. We are an accounting firm, but I'm not a CPA. And we really work on um, what our passion really and purpose is is about creating relationships and supporting growth in businesses um, because that's where, that's just kind of where my heart is. I know that I get really excited whenever I see one of my clients have growth and success. And so that's really kind of where my passion is. And so 
I've dug into forensic accounting and um, continue to do tax preparation and, um, you know, QuickBooks Pro Advisor. I started a Facebook community for the um, professional industry for enrolled agents, tax preparers, accounting professionals, bookkeepers. And that Facebook community grew, has grown over the past five years to about 6,500 members, I think. And so I've done some mentoring and coaching in there and um, have learned that I love, I love sharing, you know, information. I love support. I, I think I really come from a, a heart of, of service and support. And so that, that really kind of feeds me. It sounds like you enjoy numbers and I've got a buddy of mine that owns a, an accounting firm and accounting kind of makes sense to me. Like I, with my business degree, I had to take accounting. Uh, but when you start getting into the assets and liabilities, and like you said, making that puzzle fit together, like the general things make sense to me. But once you start getting into the, when you said forensics, I was just like, Oh yeah, you, you, you lost me. That's way too deep for me. And, uh, but I'm glad that there's people that enjoy doing that because we do. We need people that are good at what they do. And they say, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day of your life. So it sounds like uh, you've never really worked a day of your life. You enjoy what you do. So that's awesome. Got your hands in a lot of pots, a lot of different things. And uh, so excited for you. So tell us a little bit about the company as far as kind of how you uh, came to them, like when they got started and, you know, just a little bit of background history of, of Sage, if you will. Yeah, so I am the founder and the owner of Sage Growth Advisors, and I started out um, when I, when the owner of the accounting firm became ill. She passed on some of her clients to me, and I began a, a business called Blue Ridge Business Services because I was in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Asheville, North Carolina, and um, so that was my founding business. And then about um, Three years ago, I decided that it was time to rebrand. I really recognized that I had a passion for supporting growth in businesses and advising them on how to grow, like setting up the budgets and making sure that they were pacing well. I had done a lot of um, outsourced CFO services, and I loved being part of the growth journey. And so whenever we rebranded, Sage Growth Advisors, Wise Growth Advisors, we really just wanted to speak to the fact that we support growth in your business and we advise you on how to grow and how to be successful and how to have a sustainable business that's going to last you um, for years to come because the, the financial foundation is really critical to the sustainability of a business. And so that's what we wanted to support is that strong foundation that you could just continue to grow on. So that felt like a good fit for us in terms of a name um, in supporting, you know, companies' growth. Um, Now, as far as you talk about, you started the company and, you know, and so forth. Every company kind of has their drive. Um, obviously you love what you do. Um, you, you love numbers, you love helping people, you want to help people grow. Uh, but obviously there is a mission cause maybe not everybody that, you know, I don't know how many employees and stuff you have, but 
as far as the people that are involved with your company, they may not have the same heart you do as far as why you started a business. You're the business owner. Nobody has the passion for it like you do. So obviously there's an underlying mission or maybe a statement or the golden rule, if you will, that everybody has to fall up under. Uh, talk us a little bit about the, the heart and the drive uh, of your business that kind of keeps everybody on the same page. Yeah. So um, our mission and our heart really is to not just hand over numbers to a client. We're not really transactional based, we're relational based. So we want, we do the transactions, but then we want to hand that information over to you and help you understand it so you can make good financial decisions for your company. Um, People don't, you know, we can hand out balance sheets and profit and loss and cash flow reports and budget reports all day long. But if the owner that we're handing it over to doesn't understand that, then it's useless information to them. So our, our core mission is to really provide information and then educate about what that information means. And in terms of the con culture of our company, I have always said that you can hire for, um, you, you can teach any skill, but it's, you can't hire for, um, you, you can't teach culture. And so we hire for culture and everybody in the staff really has to have a heart to serve and um, we, we do hire for culture. And so everybody has to have that same heart to want to serve our clients in the same way. Otherwise, it's just not a good fit. I can teach you how to do QuickBooks. I can teach you how to read a financial statement. Um, but if you don't have a heart to serve um, and that's just not ingrained in you, then that's not something that I can really, I, I can really teach you. And so we make sure that whenever we hire staff that, they really have that heart and passion to serve our clients and build relationships with them. Yeah, that's good to hear because that's becoming a lost art, if you will. Uh, a lot of companies now, um, I, I like to use the bank methodology. Um, growing up, you would go into a bank and they would holler out your dad's name or your mom's name. There was a there was a relationship. You know, it wasn't just. Uh, we're making money off of you and we're keeping your money, but there was the, the friendship factor and the culture is important. And a lot of people they're hiring off of skill and those people have no personality. They have no, uh, the culture of the company changes. And because the culture changes, the business changes and you either, you know, some people it's just about the numbers. So it sounds like you guys are more about the relationship uh, building. And obviously at the end of the day, numbers do count. Uh, but it's more about, you know, having that connection with your clients and that's awesome. So it, it kind of brings me to my next question. Um, who is a, a good fit for your company? Cause obviously here in the upstate, most of us, uh, run smaller businesses and so forth. Uh, so we kind of handpick, I guess you can say, uh, maybe that's a bad terminology to use, uh, but we do have, you know, the right to kind of pick who we want to do business with. So uh, who would be a good fit that you would say we're looking for services and who you're looking for the, the kind of that would be a good mesh, a good fit uh, for for Sage? 
That's a great question. So I can tell you that I have really struggled in this area a little bit because I have a passion and a heart for small businesses. Um, and we have gotten really heavy on the small business side because I, I truly do love what I do. And uh, if I could, I would just give it all away for free. <laughs> because I, you know, if I didn't have to eat, um, I would just, I would just do it free. Um, but what we have done is become a little um, heavy on the smaller, newer businesses. Like during COVID, there were a lot of new businesses that got started up because people were trying to survive and thrive because businesses had closed down or people had been laid off. And what was started as a hobby, they learned that they could turn it into a business. So there were a lot of small businesses that started up. Um, so what we are trying to do now is really structure and moving into um, those businesses that really have a vision to grow um, and understand what it takes to grow and really be invested in that growth. And so I was really torn whenever I started thinking about moving into a little bit of a higher market and um, positioning where we were going to serve. And so what I did was, because my heart and my passion was for those small businesses, I was like, okay, we can't stop serving those. So how do we make this transition and still continue to serve and support the small businesses? So what we decided to do was, while we are really targeting now those businesses who are in a little bit of a higher dollar market, um, and a, a little more stable and earning a little more revenue um, and still supporting those that are just growing and getting started, we decided that we would start offering free workshops in our office. So some of the things that we are have done and that we um, are going to be doing is um, we've had a workshop with an attorney about how to set up your business correctly and what is the right entity type for you. And then we have a speaker coming in that's um, going to do a workshop on how to do your elevator pitch and how to really refine it so it's not salesy and pitchy and you're really connecting with um, your target market. And then we have a lender that's coming in. A lot of small businesses have a hard time getting um, loans for mortgages. So she's going to come in and she's going to talk about what you need and how many years in business you need and what you need to get a small um, or a mortgage if you have a small business and you're not on payroll. So, um, you know, just uh, we're going to do a workshop on wealth and retirement whenever you're self-employed. So, you know, still supporting and educating. I'll be doing a QuickBooks class. So they understand how to set up their QuickBooks correctly. So we're still going to support and we've been able to move that into more of a free support system while we kind of begin to target some of the more um, businesses who have been in, in business longer and need that extra support for growth and sustainability in the next level. So it sounds like you kind of 
you're covering all the bases, if you will. You're kind of a multifacet um, advisor, if you will, because you can take a business that don't know what to do and you're kind of coaching them on that. But if a company is already established and already crossed their T's, dotted their I's, uh, you're going a little, just a little more depth on how they can refine that process to become more successful. Is that kind of what I'm understanding? Did, did I read into that? Yes, that's true. And sometimes you'll have those businesses that are making two to three to four million dollars, and it just happened really quickly. And in the process, they weren't keeping up with their books. They weren't you know, getting their books reconciled. They were just turning in numbers once a year that had not been reconciled um, for tax returns. And then it comes time for the growth phase and they don't have an accurate set of books to turn over to a lender to get good funding or financing or to move into that next level of growth that they need. So. Um, you know, we've had some clients come in that had started a business and in two and a half years had never reconciled their books. And so we love digging in and cleaning that up and getting it, you know, structured so that they can really see where they're at and where they need to go and be positioned for growth, whether that's in lending or financing or line of credits, you know, making them look good whenever they present to um, whoever is they're going to partner with for whatever reason in that next phase of their growth. Now, I know that's a deep rabbit hole that we can all get into as far as finances, um, but it, not to go deep. Well, I mean, we can go as deep as you want to go, but this just kind of got my the squirrels running around in my brain or hamsters, whatever you want to say. Um, when you get into reconciling these businesses, um, are you finding that um, that there's some extra savings there to where they can get like, because we all know since COVID there's special grants and things that uh, they can get some additional help from the government that may or not be owed back or, you know, just some different things that maybe helps them in the tax bracket or so forth and to where they're not paying they can save on taxes and still doing it legally, not trying to beat the system. But is that kind of some things that you guys uncover when you start um, deep diving, so to speak? Yes. Yeah, so a couple of things on that. Um, and like you said, not to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but a couple of things is we look, if they've had their tax returns filed, once we get the books reconciled and cleaned up, we review the cleaned up books against their tax returns to see if there needs to be an amendment because their numbers may not have been correct. And if someone wasn't looking and you're just preparing the tax return, or maybe they were self-prepared and those numbers weren't accurate, they may have paid more and maybe there was some duplicate income recorded or some expense that were missed. You know, they did not in their credit card expenses or they had put some business expenses on personal credit cards that they didn't add into their book. So we're digging into all of that. We're also looking to see, do they um, qualify for maybe the ERC credit that they haven't applied for or is the PPP loan still sitting on their books and they've never applied for forgiveness for that? So 
those are some of the things that we're really looking at whenever we start digging into those cleanups. Okay. Um, I mean, that makes sense uh, to me. Uh, one question I have for you, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot on this one, but um, I'm sure you've had this question asked before. Uh, when we think of accounting, immediately the initials that come to mind is CPA, um, you know, their license and so forth. Uh, so you, you, it kind of builds a little bit of confidence, but we all understand that you can be an expert at something without having to have, uh, you know, the, the handle on your name. So when people kind of ask you, because you mentioned at the beginning that you're not a CPA, but you're you're in accounting and you're helping companies. Uh, what would you say to somebody that maybe has, OK, I'm looking for somebody, but you don't have CPA anywhere. Um, how do you combat that or, you know, overcome that, if you will, to for the confidence sake? Yeah. So I really just kind of give them a an example of our experience and how and some of our success stories. We have a ton of reviews of people that we've helped. We've helped support set up businesses with subscription models. And so if you look at our track record and see, we've been in business a long time. We have a good retention rate. Um, there is a reason that people stay and there's a reason that people come and um, there are things that you need a CPA for. Those are typically for audit related issues. Um, there, so I can't do an audit. So for CPA, I can do an audit compilation, but I can't actually present an audit. A CPA would have to do that. So, um, you know, you could get a CPA directly out of college that has book knowledge, but they don't have the experience that um, someone who has been in the business for 23 years in a lot of different industries and has learned hands-on what works in all these industries and how to support um, the client and the growth. Um, I like to share the story. I started with a business um, as a CF outsourced CFO um, whenever they had a first, they had their very first account. And five years later, whenever I turned it over to them, they had grown into um, 15 locations across five different states. I was part of that growth process, meeting with all of their directors of every location. Um, they worked within a hospitality industry. So I was meeting with hotel controllers, um, you know, I was working with um, contracts with the hotel controllers. So our experience as an accounting firm can be much more broad and we really care. Again, I'm going to go back to that. We really care about the relationship. You know, we don't care just about the tax return at the end of the year. We care about every piece from the beginning to the end. So it's a full cycle. We do the payroll. We do the HR. We, we keep everything in house so we really understand your business and what it's comprised of. So we can just like, we're not gathering a bunch of information from a bunch of different places. We're really seeing the whole big picture so we can give you the best advice. 
I couldn't have answered any better. I mean, that was a a great, you know, because I'm sure, you know, people probably watching this and that'd be my, my brain works that way as I pick up on small details. And it's just like, wait a minute, they're an accounting firm, but they, she says she's not a CPA. So how does that work? And I think you clarified that uh, very well. So a uh, great job answering that question. So um, I know when we were kind of talking a little bit before we started the show, that there's some exciting things kind of coming down the road, some plans and uh, some future visions, if you will, and not necessarily a timetable, um, but you do have some things in the works. So uh, talk us through a little bit about what you see coming down the road. Okay. Well, I'll talk about some of the things. Can I shift on that question just a little bit? Sure. Okay. So in March, uh, in May, after tax season was over, one of the things that we did as a team was we kind of closed ourselves off for any appointments and we sat back as a team and we really graded ourselves like what are we doing well what can we improve on because it's important to me to provide good service and and like i i think i've repeated this often and i'll say it again relationships are really important to me so the only way to keep relationships and reputation and integrity is if you can step back and take any criticism that you've received and see it as constructive, not as detrimental, but say, okay, you know, we're hearing that this is where we're not doing well. How do we close that gap and do better? And one of the things that we hear a lot when people come to us is that communication with accounting firms tends to be really slow and can be not as good as they would like it to be. Like, I can't get my questions answered. Yes, I get this, but I don't know what it means. Um, so what we have done is we have really tried to close up a, a communication gap. Like people with technology today, um, we have thought about all the different ways. All of us have different preference methods of communication now. So we've tried to close up every gap. So we have put a chat bot and a virtual assistant on our website. So please go check that out because she's really cool and we've named her Sage. So go and communicate with her a little bit. Um, and then we have added um, text messaging to our landline. So if you prefer not to leave a voicemail, you can leave a text message and we're monitoring that all the time. Um, and then we have a portal where you can chat and upload documents and we can exchange documents and we can give you tasks. And um, if we have questions or things that we need you to upload. So that was one of the things that we really um, tried to close up and tighten up because that is the biggest complaint that we hear about accounting firms was the communication issue. And then um, just talked about how we could serve better. So one of the things that we have coming is with your monthly financial reports, you're gonna get it, and we're still working on this piece, but it's coming, um, is with your financial report, you will actually, every month, you will get a video with your financial report that kind of goes through your line items and breaks it down. We meet on a quarterly basis in person, but you're going to be getting a video every month and attached to your um, monthly financial report. 
so you get uh, a lot of good stuff coming and I, I like the fact that you uh, kind of pointed out the the elephant in the room for all companies is uh, communication and uh, staying on top of it, getting quick responses, because nothing is more aggravating than wanting an answer and then not knowing when you're going to get that answer back. So uh, uh, great job there. Looking forward to uh, seeing you guys uh, implement all those things and uh, hearing about them and, and so forth, because uh, obviously we're going to be in touch. So um, as you mentioned, you're an accounting firm. And when you look at the name Sage Growth Advisors, um, immediately my mind, I'm thinking financial company, you know, for my personal finances and so forth. But as you have clearly laid out, uh, you're an accounting firm, um, that kind of help uh, with the accounting needs. So that has me to ask you this question. And, and I know we ask every company this question, uh, because realtors, they're diamond a dozen, um, insurance agents, they're diamond a dozen accounting firms. There may not be as many as them, but there's a lot of them. Um, so what would you say would be the one thing that makes you special that sets you apart from uh, everybody else that is in your field? Can I say three things instead of one thing? Sure. <laughs> the more the merrier. Okay. So I think um, it's communication. We really do focus on communication. We really do focus on being relational. We want to know your kids' names. We want to know your dog's names. We want to know if the dogs get sick. We want to know if there is a need that we can help you with outside of business. Um, do you have something that we can support you with? Do you have a nonprofit that, that you really have a heart for that we can help support? Um, and then our company culture. I talked earlier about that how I hire for culture and that everybody that comes in has to come in with a heart to serve. And so we meet every Monday and we talk about all of our clients in a good way. Okay. <laughs> we don't, we don't talk bad about our clients. We talk about them in a good way. And we talk about, we go through and talk about their needs and has it been met? Are there any gaps that we need to close? So the whole team is always integrated in knowing who the client is so you're not going to talk to anybody in our company that doesn't know your name or what your needs are anybody that you get a hold of is going to say oh yes i know we talked about you on monday this um is what i understand that your needs are let me get um a hold of the person who handles your account and make sure that that gets to you within 24 to 48 hours or you know whatever time crunch that that is. So I think that's the three things that sets us apart or the things that we work on the most to set us apart. That's great. One of the, all of them were good points. Uh, but I really love the fact that everybody's kind of on the same page that you're meeting on a weekly basis, bringing everybody up to date. Um, because I've experienced that to where uh, you'll call the person that you've talked to is not there. So you're talking to somebody new and we all had that dreaded to where we have to start from here and take them all the way to what's going on. Uh, it, it's like starting from scratch all over again. So if everybody's on the same page, uh, that process goes much, much quicker and much more smooth. So uh, congratulations on that. So last but not least, um, how can people reach out to you as far as, uh, I'm sure you probably do a free 
consulting, you know, to kind of figure out, can you help? Are you the right person to help? So how can people reach out uh, to you and your company? Really, the easiest way is our website, um, because we have listed on our website every possible method to reach out to us. Like I said, you know, we have our conversational chat bot. We have the ability to text us through there. Um, you have our calendar is there to schedule that free 15 minute consultation and talk about whether um, we're a good fit. So really, our um, our website is the best place to start. And then if you just want to reach out to someone via email, um, you, that is um, our administrative coordinator. We call her our chaos coordinator because she keeps us all in line. <laughs> our happiness chaos coordinator. Um, her name is Desiree. And um, her email is admin at Sage Growth Advisors. And so she is, if you just want to email, that's who um, will get you in touch with a, a team member. But really, our, our website gives you the ability to do all of that. Well, guys, you kind of heard a little bit about uh, Sage Growth. And she said how to get in touch with them, website being the best thing. And that's Sage Growth Advisors. You'll see it there on your screen as you're watching this. And as she said, every other method of communication is available to you there. Uh, I saw a brief preview myself um, at another meeting where, you know, I, I met Miss Debbie and I got to see kind of that that chat, um, a virtual chat assistant in, in action. Uh, so it's kind of kind of neat, the stuff that artificial intelligence is doing for us nowadays. So check that out. Uh, get in touch uh, with her and see if uh, she can help you in your business. And uh, thanks again, Debbie, for coming on the show. It's great to hear about uh, your company and all the things that are coming down the line. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for what you're doing and um, bringing forward companies to share about themselves. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks so much. And that's what this uh, podcast is all about, Behind the Face podcast. Obviously, it's produced by the company that I work for, Solutions Unlimited. Uh, but we want to highlight you and your business. So if you know anyone that would like to be highlighted or interviewed, uh, you can reach out to us with the information at the end of the show. So, Debbie, thanks so much uh, for being on the show. You have a great day. And for the rest of you guys, uh, we'll see you next time on the Behind the Face podcast. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Behind the Face podcast. I hope you've enjoyed discovering people of the upstate. If you've enjoyed this session, join us next week for another great guest. Be sure to share this episode with all your friends. And if you know an influential person in the upstate that would love to be on our show, send us an email to info at sui.com. SC.com. Again, that is info at suisc.com. This episode has been brought to you by Solutions Unlimited. We are a full service IT provider in the upstate for over 25 years. You can find out more about us at solutionsunlimitedsc.com. Again, that is solutionsunlimitedsc.com. Here you will find 
better IT, better business, and a better life. Well, that's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.